Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. show we talk up billy bobby gilmore are the manchester red devils title contenders but don't forget the coronavirus is coming to a long near, near you. you hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of a pod of two hearts we were absent last week thanks to yours truly i'm not going to get into it but it was a bad time to be me yeah some dark times. Some dark times to be me. I'm here. I'm back on the show. I'm your host as ever, Michael Carden Edwards. A posh name for a posh boy. Yeah? <laughs> for a scallywag. A scallywag, he says. A scallywag. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Lee. Um, we're back. We missed a week, obviously, but we are back now. A lot has happened in the last two weeks, but we're not going to cover the things that happened over a week ago. We're going to cover the things we usually cover, which is the things that happened just a moment ago at the weekend, because we're recording on Tuesday... For you guys to listen on Wednesday. Mm. Does that make sense, Julie? Unfortunately so, it does, because, yes, I had a better time last weekend than what I did this week. Because this weekend you had a horrible time. Yes, yes. Because there were a couple of interesting games at the weekend. We obviously had Chelsea versus Everton and the Manchester Derby, which we will be covering in great detail. Now, I'm here. You've heard his voice already, because he's already come in. Mr. Collard, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Don't mention the football yet. How's that? Um... Oh, no, no, no. How are you, buddy, actually? Because, you know, we, we do the whole... Good work, you know, Lee. How are like me and it. Woods? Like how are you, it. mate? Are you good? What are you, what are you being up to? Tell me about your weekend. Well, my weekend was uneventful, but right now I'm, I'm, I'm wiping away a tear from my eye because someone finally cares how I'm doing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. I appreciate it. Um, what did I do the weekend? I don't really... I, I prepared for things, and that's all I can really say, but that's about it. I prepared for things. Like, like a scout? Yes, I, 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 Always I, prepared. Exactly. I tried my best. And no, I'm not even talking about Call of Duty, bruv. Uh, what did I do at the weekend? I didn't do anything. You, I, what, well, you watched football, things. didn't you? I, I watched football, obviously. Um, how was your weekend? What did you do? Because you did park run, didn't you? Uh, as always, park, as, park as run. As always. Bit I'd of... like to know, the people that don't know who Lee looks like, or well, who he is, I'd like to know, like, they must think Lee's some kind of, like, lean, athletic, you know, specimen of a man... You know, he goes on his park run and then he kills squirrels with his bare hands for, for sustenance. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, well, I'm actually doing a half marathon, so I'm going to put that out there now so we can maybe get some uh, don't, don't, was it don't, 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 why well, can't I say it? Donors. I want to say donations, but that's not a word, is it? What donation. Sponsorship yeah, and just... donation, and oh, I'm combining the two together and I'm getting donationship. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I need some, some sponsors in, in the coming weeks. So, uh, any, any listeners, you know, I'll, I'll put some. Links out there via Twitter or something Ooh. in the. What, what are you uh, doing in aid of me? Uh, the Pet Plan Trust. The Pet Plan the Trust. The Pet Plan Trust. <laughs> you feel, you're feeling a bit bad for Pep at the moment. He's having a bad pet. time. Pet. Okay. Uh, I like how you're doing a lot of plosions here on the podcast with the microphone. Am I, am I getting too close, am I? No, it's when you do a p, it's a plosion. All oh, right, excellent. A little, little technical term for He's you, never going to have I'd a problem with pe- you getting close to the microphone, Lee. You know that. 
Yeah, yeah Lee is usually sitting there hanging his window, hanging, hanging his head at the window, trying to do the podcast. It's bad yeah. times. But yeah, I'm, I'm all good, mate. Yeah, all good. good. Done, done some badminton, done some park run. Got had some bad times after. I, mate, I'll, I'll tell you about what, what happened after, you know, when we talk about the game. Just to show how active I was. Yeah, uh, it's quite funny, really. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Mr. Woods. Yes. You're there. I am. Your hair is short. Your yes. handsomeness is strong. Glorious. <laughs> how are you, my friend? Uh, yeah, uh, pretty good. Although I feel a bit worse for wear today because uh, my, my shoulder feels like it's trying to detach itself from the rest of it, my body, which is a bit of a, a nuisance. Uh, but now I'm, I'm good. Um, I'm kind of going through the motions of um, anxiety to find by watching the bbc's newsfeed on uh, the coronavirus so uh that that's that's interesting uh but yeah overall weekend good um kieran was down um he was down with the family so we ca- should have recorded a pod man well well, well kieran is actually Angelotti moving back Sam. down from next monday so i've already kind of like <laughs> grabbed him and said yo uh, seeing as you kind of got spare time because basically I'm going to explain Kieran's life now which is le- well more interesting than mine to be honest uh, Kieran's moving back down permanently at some point but he actually starts his new job on Monday down here he's leaving the kids back at home so he's going to have a whole lot of spare time on his hands um, I think that he's got currently lined up is uh, basically Red Dead Redemption sweet That's a, he must a, be pretty it's, stoked it's about a big this. game it's a big game for a big, for a big time um, what's he doing man um, job, so, what job does he do? Uh, he, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, when, when we grab him back on the pod, you can ask him then. Okay, because as I say, Lee called him the... doesn't know. I, I do know, but I feel it's <laughs> not his business to say. <laughs> i tell you what, yeah, K- Kieran, I know you're going to listen to this. If you want to let people know, tweet it out and I'll retweet it. Um, I will say, right, one thing that like I did... a porn star. <laughs> you could be. <laughs> one thing that did happen over the weekend is that Mr. Woods did a tweet... No, did it happen like at the end of last week? It was Woods did a tweet, and my fucking phone did not stop going off for ages. How many likes did he get? Like three hundred odd likes or something. It, it got like that? several. It turns out people like Jose Slander. Um, so yeah, and you are perfect for that. I, I am ready made for Jose Slander because <laughs> uh, I mean to be be honest, he he literally just keeps setting them up, and I'm just going to keep knocking them out. Uh, he, he I'm is, sure we'll get to him when we get to the losers section. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. But let's crack on. We're going to start off. Um, well, I mean, look, it's the weekend provided two main talking points for me. The Everton-Chelsea game, which we'll talk about after the next one, because I don't give a fuck that the pair of you both support teams that are, um, you know, in action, yeah? We're talking about Man United first, yeah? And the glorious victory that we witnessed. It's Manchester City. 2-0. Thank you very much. Fuck you all. Make you as a double with a good night. Mate, there you go, mate. Done, done the double over Pep, have you? Yeah. Three wins against Pep this season alone. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Now, I know, Lee, you've been... Let's say you've been not mugging me off. Not like... not. You've been slowly digging at me <laughs> for quite some time about the Ole in and Ole out stuff. Now, I know, I know full bloody well that I've been teetering on that fucking bridge like a fucking crazed lemming whether i want to jump off it or whether i want to stay on the bridge yeah all right yeah i don't know however what i will say is that i've said ollie in i've said ollie out 
quite frankly, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of sitting there constantly going, oh, is he good enough? Oh, you know, can he actually do any management? Oh, are we going to get the players? Oh, he's done, right? I don't care anymore, right? The fact of the matter is, we're never going to change the backroom structure, right? I have no control. We have no control over this. How Man United? Every time you hear about Man United, it's always about, oh, there's bigger problems. Yeah, there is, and their problems aren't going to be solved. How about we just focus on the fact that we're playing some decent football for a change, right? The players look up for it. There's a pos- there's positivity going around the place. We're able to beat the likes of Man City. We've had a really, really good run of form since the Burnley game. We're looking like we can actually unlock defences for a change. Defensively, we've been pretty fucking solid. One of the best defensive records going over the last kind of stretch. And I literally have no cause for complaint. I I have nothing negative to say. I'm going to come to you now, Lee, because you're a man who likes to kind of strike me when when I'm feeling happy. You know, you're not a, you hate Man United. You've said it several times. You're not a Manchester United fan. You want nothing more than to see the wheels fall off this bus and us to crash into a ravine. How are you feeling about all of this stuff? Feeling very dramatic today, aren't you? Very. Yes. Um, yes, I, I, I'm sorry to be that guy, mate, but uh, let's not get carried away. You know, we've been here before and we'll do it again. We're going to keep on going through this. As you just said, you go through the cycle of Ole in, Ole out. At the moment, you're going through a nice little purple patch. You've got a man probably plastering over a few cracks, would you say? You know, obviously Bruno Fernandes. Can I ask how he's plastering over the cracks? He's just giving you, um, he's giving you some impetus in your play. Like, you know, there's an element of a... He's a risk taker. Um, he's, his passing stats are, are quite shocking. But do you know why? Because he's a, he, he attempts to do things that you, your previous players, uh, i.e. your Lingards, etc., and your Pereiras, yeah. they weren't doing that, obviously, in the beginning of the season or the first half. Or ever. <laughs> or ever, yeah. So um, I, do, I do feel like there's, there's an element of that to be taken into account. Um, you mean good player makes team better? Yeah, but this is the thing. You've got, you, you've got to build on it, haven't you? And what have you just literally said? The hierarchy is never going to allow May Knight to do that. Why? Can I, can I cut in? I will ask you why. Why? Why won't the hierarchy allow this to happen? Well, um... What, signings? We won't make good signings? Well, the last probably four or five... Well, it's, it's, good. The thing is, it depends if you stick with this kind of new philosophy that Oli's brought in in terms of he wants to bring in young players. Um, I wouldn't say Bruno Fernandes falls into that category. He kind of sits in the middle. I think he's, what, 24? Nor Harry Maguire. Um, but then you've got your Wampasakas and your Daniel James and that's what he was kind of emphasising a lot and they've played a lot of games well Wampasaka you probably expect because he was what 50 million um, we said haven't we Daniel James has played too much football this year and he's, he's kind of burnt out um, you're in for this uh, Jude Bellingham now aren't you for, yeah. the, for Birmingham City um, he's obviously what 16 so anyone can go for him and you know if you're Man United um well, if you're, if you're Jude Bellingham and you've been shown around Man United's uh, you know, training ground, you're probably going to be quite enticed. By Sir uh, Alex Ferguson and Eric Cantona, apparently. <laughs> well, there you go. It then. doesn't matter that, mate, because Lee's just said to me on the show, and it's been recorded, that Man United can attract players because if you've been shown around Old Trafford and stuff, that's going to be quite enticing. 16-year-old. This, this, this 16-year-old boy, mate, that's what this I'm guy, getting This at. guy said to me a while ago that Man United can't attract players anymore. Oof. I said, uh, why would James Madison want to go to Man United when why he's wouldn't he? doing 
better things at Leicester. Is he? Oh, that's a hot take. He's, he's tailed off, mate. At the moment, I mean, that was that's a hot take. A hot back take. In the time. I mean, ultimately, I, I I believe that I've been on the Grealish over Madison bandwagon for the entirety of the season. And I feel like I'm being vindicated, really. Um, look, I, I'm going to Lee, Lee's the pessimist. We know Lee's the pessimist, and I'm I'm the eternal optimist in this. I, I'm going to tell you right now, um, United get those signings done on Grealish and Sancho in the summer. Uh, they're contenders, straight up. And the, the, I, 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 and also they're not going to get rid of Ollie. Because ultimately, Ollie's flipped it. We've we spoken about this a lot, actually, previously. The biggest problem for Manchester United for, for, for their poor results was the fact they had to play a Pereira or a Lingard in a, in a position that required some level of ability to unlock a defence. Neither of them have that ability at all. Uh, he's, he's lost Rashford for, for a long part, uh, part of the season. He lost Martial for a long part of the season. He's been dealing with all of these injuries, but he's still no, been ticking them along. Don't get me wrong, they are a long way off where they need to be to be legitimate challengers. But... I look at the players, and if, if the playing staff are fit, uh, and that's obviously a big if in, in professional football, but I look at that front three, if you add Sancho to it, you've got Rashford, Marshall, Sancho, with Bruno Fernandes and Grealish, and Fred obviously is doing things now. You must be pretty happy with how Fred's looking, and yeah. McTominay as well, uh, who can obviously anchor that midfield. All of a sudden, it feels completely different. As you said, Mikey, that defence is Paul, locked Paul, down Paul, right now. Paul Pogba... I Paul Pogba is a really, really interesting situation this summer. Um, now, I don't want to get too off, but I want to talk about Paul Pogba quickly because I don't know where he's going to go. Because no one's ponying up the dollar for him this summer. No one. No, because Real Madrid are valuing him at like 50 million, isn't it? Yeah, and you know what I don't going to... And the thing is, the reason for that, they're saving up for Kylian Mbappe. They can't yeah. afford to pay 100 million for Pogba. So United are going to go, no chance. So what is it, Juve? They ain't got the money either because that's all tied up in Ronaldo's salary. Well, so, the noise is coming from Paul Pogba's camp is that he's gone, oh shit, Bruno Fernandes is really good. I'd quite like to play with him. And, and to be honest, he may well have to flip the script because he's got yeah. nowhere else to go. And all of a sudden you've got a situation where Bruno Fernandes is playing with Pogba and Grealish in the midfield with a front three of Martial, Rashford and Sancho and everything looks completely different. I, I'm not kidding when I say I, I think that they will legitimately challenge next season. Uh, and I know that people... And the weak link is still going to be Oli because we just don't know at this point because we're seeing um, Oli with his, his form at the end of last season, disastrous. But we're also seeing this, this Oli Solskjaer who has masterminded two justified victories over Pep this season. There ain't no luck in it. He's found a tactic that works. He's basically playing Mourinho football better than Mourinho's been able to play Mourinho football in a decade. But the key with it and the thing that was the most pleasing that first goal United scored we were dominating yeah but that you did that at the Etihad as well you bossed them for half an hour and this is it like, people will look at the, the the possession stats I don't give a crap about possession stats because it doesn't tell the story if you want to look at the, the important things is is the number of shots and the expected goals I think City's expected goals on Sunday was 0.7 and that just tells you that that United backline is solid and it's really performing to a high level now um, you've that, got that, 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 sorry that, 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 we've seen this before that over the course of the season Man United performed well against the bigger teams they do. In, in particular Man City they've obviously they've got the number over him so to speak in they terms do of, yes but they still they haven't been doing it against a, the so-called smaller teams that, and that's that's where you win right. titles when you're consistent right. you're winning games like you know you're going on seven, eight, nine game winning runs and but the important thing in those struggles was injuries to key players and also, they didn't have Bruno Fernandes unlocking the defence. 
of the opposition. And I'm also I'm saying that there'll be challenges if they get Sancho in because obviously that's critical because uh, if you're going, you have to f- solve that right hand side problem. And the reason why I look at this is because at right back you've got basically Darrell Rivas playing right back. He is locking down anything down that side. So if you're Oli Solskjaer and you do get Jaden Sancho, you just say to him, do not worry about coming back because this geezer behind you has got everything under control. Like Raheem that, Sterling was basically, he might as well not turned up. Honestly, it next time City play them, I, I would not be playing uh, that, uh, Sterling up against him. I, I would find someone with a bit more guile in the, his play. I, I would have put more put Mares out there because I feel he can uh, manipulate the ball better than what Sterling can. Sterling's a bit of a one-trick pony when it comes to taking players on. He hasn't got that uh, innate technical ability to to kind of twist your blood inside out, um, which Mares does. He's just well, let me, so let, let me, let me uh, let, Just as we, as we finish this little bit here, I'm going to ask you both one question. Will Man United challenge for the title next year, Lee? Um, no. No. Um, for, for like, I don't want to get like send like too negative about Man United. I was actually quite impressed with the performance at the weekend. I thought they were, as you as we said, they were they were solid across the pitch. They were disciplined and they they knew what they were doing and uh, they performed it very well. Man City, they had one decent chance throughout the whole game really, and that was when Sterling was. Even then, it was it was a difficult chance, but he was pretty much in front of goal. Apart from that, Man City were just knocking at the door without really any anything to no, get unlocked. We, we, we said behind. it. We said it. They were ambling up the garden path. They didn't even got to the door. Yeah, they hadn't even knocked on the door exactly. They were just ambling up the path. Um, it's just I, I, I see Man United probably finishing like a, like a third next year, like a strong third title contenders. In, in what sense? What all the way to the end of the season? Yeah. I can see them being there or thereabouts for a majority of the season, but I just can't see them. I just, I, don't, I just don't envisage it. I think it depends how we start it, look, it, and what happens. There's a lot of what ifs. And, and, and also what ifs in the transfer it's market the as well. Yeah. Let's not kid it, right? Because ultimately, if Sancho goes to Chelsea, I, 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 it, it feels completely different at that point. But if Sancho goes to Manchester United, this Pogba situation, that's a big question mark. If he stays, that feels positive as well. Grealish comes in as well. If, those, if these deals happen... And United have a really successful summer. I, I genuinely believe they will ta- they will challenge the entire way, and that's, that's even with Oli Sorry, that's a really heavy midfield though. If you're putting Grealish and Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba, you need, you need, like, it's a squad game. Well, yeah, but then is Jack Grealish and, and etc. Are they going to sign just to be like hey, look, play in maybe? I, 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 the, the thing is, I, I guess the Grealish deal probably hinges on Pogba, doesn't it? Really. Yeah, uh, I, I, I do agree. I mean, is Jordan Sancho? He said that he wants. Would he go to Man United? Because obviously, maybe the Sancho, Man City connection. Well, look, there's, there's there's a whole lot of talk coming from people who apparently have an idea. Apparently, he is keen um, on a potential move to Manchester United. He thinks it would be a positive thing, but he's also apparently keen on a move to Chelsea. No one knows what Jaden Sancho is going to do. I, I don't even believe Jaden Sancho right now knows what he's going to be doing. Um, there's there's even like. A mad idea, just going to put out there as well, because um, Harry Kane's done at Tottenham for me, right? He's going to be 27, turning kind of 28 soon. I've heard Ed Woodward wants this. I, mate, it's made sense for about two years now, that boy to be playing at Manchester United. Um, he'll never win anything at Tottenham. I, I, I think that he looks at this situation now where Jose goes, we are miles away. Um, and I think that he is a player that probably wants to stay in the Premier League because he, he probably looks at what's happened to Gareth Bale in Madrid. He probably wants nothing to do with that. If he lines up with Rashford, Sancho, uh, and as we've already mentioned, Bruno Fernandes, Pogba, slash Grealish, it, it, uh, that's, that's ridiculous, right? 
And I don't think he's completely out of the realms because I think United, A, have got the budget anyway, but B, after sales of certain individuals as well, they can recoup a lot of money this summer as well to make it all work. It, it's a really big, difficult summer to get these big deals done. I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility, though. And I say one last thing before we move on to Chelsea and the Everton game, because I know you're dying. Oh, I'm itching. I know you're dying to talk about it. <laughs> I said this to Lee over the weekend. Have you know? Do you remember um, for the last couple of years we've been doing this show, or a year and a half or so, loads of leaks always come out from Man United's dressing room, don't they? Mm. You've seen a lot of leaks, haven't we, over the last couple of years? Yeah? Yeah. They've stopped. They have. Ashley Young left. Oh, my. Genuinely... Club captain. Genuinely, you can you can tally it. You, there's a strong correlation. It's that's fascinating, mental. isn't it? Mental, because that the, the lot of people are saying that the in terms of what's going on inside United's dressing room, it's got like a fortress. Like nothing goes in, nothing goes out anymore. Whereas the last since Fergie basically left, it's been open season, right? Yeah. Always talk about what's going on. Who fucking argue with you? Like what Van Gaal's telling people? Like it's. I think it's all down to Ashley Young. I mean, there's, That's right. there's probably certain individuals in that dressing room which are probably on their way out. Um, the Pereira and Lingard are done. They're gone. Um, it'll be interesting. There's a couple of interesting trades. We always touch on Pogba, but the other interesting one is De Gea, right? Day is an interesting one. Um, let's save that for next week. Let's save that for next week because I've got a lot to say about De Gea and I feel like we've got probably a little bit too, little bit too less time I can't speak. <laughs> We've probably got a lot to talk about with Chelsea as well. There we go, exactly. So, on to Chelsea and Everton. So, I turned the game on. Well, I didn't actually turn the game on. I, Lee was telling me that he was running late for uh, the game. And so, I paused it because I'm a good housemate. And it was sat there. Oh, good mouse. Zero, zero on the, on, on the timer. And uh, I sat there and waited. And then I saw my phone start to go off a couple of times. And I was like, ooh. This, is, this doesn't seem very good here. And uh, Lee got home and we fast forwarded through the, we watched the goals and they, we knew it wouldn't be good straight away because we were doing the double speed on Virgin Media. So the players look like they're on fucking acid and they're walking right. really fast. And for but the you first... Can, you can still keep up with what's going. You can still clearly see what's happening. It's not like juddery, it's smooth. And from kickoff... Chelsea just had the ball forever. One yeah. minute and 45 seconds of just keeping that ball. They and moved it was like, the ball really and, well. And Everton just, just weren't there. I, I cannot believe what I was watching. And then we finally got to halftime. Lee looked like, I mean, what happened? Tell us what happened at halftime, Lee. Well, I, I was like, well, as we were discussing it on the WhatsApp group, obviously coming with the cliche saying of next goal is important. Um, we had like one sighter in the goal in the first half, so I wasn't too optimistic. Um, and obviously, we were playing just absolutely terrible. But I was hoping maybe they'll get a kick up the arse at half time and they'll come out rejuvenated and start actually running about a bit and just trying to, to play something that you know, resembles football. It didn't happen. Obviously, Chelsea scored two quick goals, and that was me done. I, uh, I proceeded to stomp out you know in a big strop I it was it, it was I, a proper strop i ain't fucking having this anymore i ain't sitting here wasting my time watching this shower cunts so i uh, slammed the door i put my running gear on and i went for a run <laughs> and uh yeah how has it taken till now for me to know this mikey why did you not film this going on 
<laughs> I thought I needed your reaction on the show. Oh to my God. Mate, it was so bad though. I could sit there and watch it. The slamming of the door was so. I, I was well, what, Lee was in his room. I could hear him furiously reach, getting his running gear. I was sitting on the couch, nearly crying with laughter. It was so funny. Can I just ask Lee? Was it the performance, or was it the fact that it was a performance like that getting battered by Chelsea? Was that probably didn't help? You know, the the latter would have been Chelsea. Um, However, I think any game I would have struggled because we were just piss poor. We were second best all over the pitch. Um, Chelsea, you know, on paper when you looked at it, it's like it's kind of like a weak looking Chelsea team. There's some youth in there, and then there's some like elder statesmen in there. So it was kind of a a mixture, kind of maybe what you need almost. I was looking at maybe uh, in terms of, well, the, you know, they've not got much pace up front in terms of, uh, you know, Giroud. Um, I was a bit worried about, obviously, old Billy Gilmore, you know. Uh, by the way, me and Mark have decided that we don't like him just purely because of his name. No- nothing else. Nothing to do with his football ability. <laughs> Bobby fucking Gilmore. So we were actually going to call him Bobby Gilmore. Um, so, yeah, fuck, fucking Bobby Gilmore. But, no, he, he played really well against Liverpool in, uh, in midweek. And um, I could see that he had, uh, he, he's, he's snappy and he's got that, obviously, that... Uh, youthful en- energy about him and um, yeah he, he basically him and pretty much the rest of the Chelsea team just tore us to shreds and made us look very very average they moved the ball around really well Chelsea did um, and Pedro I thought off the front three in particular stood out um, with his movement his his passing was insightful uh, the midfield three on paper when you kind of think of Mount Barkley and, and, and Gilmore I you kind of feel that maybe a midfield that, that Everton could have got at, um, but obviously in four four two, it's quite difficult for them to to focus their attention there. And I don't think it would have mattered then ultimately because Barkley was good on the day and Mount was excellent. And obviously you've already touched on that that Billy Gilmore. Uh, I think he got his second man of the match award in the the two games that he's played uh, <laughs> this week. And um, yeah, I mean, I was a bit surprised when when I saw the eleven. I knew we were going to be in in trouble because. Um, the injuries and the suspensions coming up. So I, I figured that it was going to be quite a uh, patchwork team. Um, and I know that on Twitter, there was a bit of a meltdown about the lineup that Lampard had put out, but vindicated. Um, there was no batch twice. So that was, a, that was a good plus point. Yeah. I, look, that kid's done, mate. He is finished. Um, since Giroud's come in, I, I think you can see that everyone looks better. Uh, there's no surprise there because you have about... a focal point of the team. Yeah, Giroud you, makes. You haven't ev- got the invisible man up front. It's <laughs> helpful. Giroud's made a career out of basically making players around him look better. Um, he's been always disrespected, really, when you kind of think about his career because there's a reason why he's still the focal point in a French team that's got so much talent, and he's still basically one of the first names on the team sheet there. Um, yeah, it, it was an excellent performance and won that. Before kickoff, I didn't see coming, but the energy of that midfield of Mount Barkley and and Gilmore was just too much. Um, the only thing I'll say as as a completely unbiased neutral in this, because you know Everton Chelsea, meh, um, is Chelsea were good, uh, and you, I completely agree. You move the ball very well, and Bobby Gilmore is a t- is a player. He is a proper player. Um, I'm not I'll go more on the Roy Keane side of things and not wank myself silly just yet cuz Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's two the, games. The, the, it's two exactly. games, right? But I tell you he looks very very good. His composure on the ball and his his awareness around him. Tenacity is, is, as well, right? Because Yeah. I know I think it's the tenacity like you any player can You'd expect can be, that at that age. Any player can be tenacious. I think for me it was the the 
on the ball, he glides with it a little bit. He's got very, very good lateral movement. Around. His first touch as well is always first positive. Touch is he took very it away good. from a play. He always create. He opened up the pitch for himself. By his, his awareness good, is yeah. good. He's just um, those are the things that as soon as he gets, you know, when you you see a good player, as soon as they pick the ball up, you're like, yeah, he's good because you can tell by how they touch the ball. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I saw Fernandez play for United, I was like, wow, yeah, he looks. Yeah, you can tell. Within a set, you know, this guy's got something about him. You can tell the same thing with, with, with Bobby, um, which is nice. <laughs> what I will say, the only thing I will say in, you know, just because I want to make myself feel better about it, is that Everton were wretched. Genuinely, people have described that first half performance as one of the worst halves of football they've ever seen from a team. I was... I cannot believe how bad Everton were. They, you literally didn't actually get on the pitch. Didn't turn up. I, I, I don't know. Ancelotti's meant to be a man manager, right? Meant to be very inspiring. Those players looked absolutely bereft of any kind of motivation to play in that football, that football what, match. What was the term that we used when we were watching it? They've, they've gone back to like, you know, the norm. What was it that you said? They reverted Re- to the to, to, type. To, to type. Yeah, because... Yeah. It was kind of almost uh, Marco Silva-esque in terms of the way they were playing, especially towards the end of his uh, uh, reign. Um, Sigerson and Davies, you know, that, that was in the uh, in the middle. <laughs> My voice has been waiting to go for ages here. Um, <laughs> well, Sigerson was playing out left, and f- fuck me, he can't. The bloke can't move, you know. Let alone be a left winger. Um, we touched upon the four-four-two. Um, he he seems re- Ancelotti seems really rigid in, t- or you know, he, he's. This is his formation. He doesn't want to sort of break away from it. <clears throat> so um, I felt like we were just... Yeah, I think they highlighted... I don't know if it was on Match of the Day or, or... No, it was on Monday Night Football, I think. Them. Basically, Chelsea played between the lines because we were literally so flat 4-4-2. Literally, Chelsea just picked up the space in between the players and it was easy. That's why, that's why they kept the ball well. That's why they could knock it around because we were just abject yeah and you were abject from a positional standpoint but also just hunger off the pace mm. no fucking desire Wait, but it was it confusing was though because we played um arsenal and man united and i haven't seen that we've been the opposite yeah uh, we've been you know especially like you know arsenal away we should have definitely won the game or at least got a draw and we didn't <clears throat> so um so yeah it, it's kind of come a little bit from nowhere because we haven't had any signs of that sort of performance in us under Angelotti. Uh, Angelotti. So, yeah, I was, I was a bit miffed to where it come from. Maybe I can't even blame it on tiredness. I mean, Andre Gomez has just come back from a long, long layoff and he's now played two or back-to-back games now starting. And I don't know if that's a wise move, but then we've got, we've got nothing in the middle. It's like I said, we've got Davies and we had Schneiderlin who was out, but oh, oh no, you know, fuck me, you know. Um, and Sigerson playing out left. Um I'm not too sure if it's going to work with Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin um, playing up front um, as, as a twosome. Well, if the, the thing is, it requires we, both of them to be on it and being harassing. Yeah. And then, so you can pin the opposition but back. But then we, we lack something that can kind of give the ball to them. You know, we need someone to kind of drop in or play in that number 10 role. And I think that's meant to be Richarlison, but uh, well, it definitely didn't happen against Chelsea. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, maybe uh, the thing with obviously Ancelotti's coming, it's someone else's team, so he's probably still trying to figure it out a little bit. Um, I, I haven't got an issue with Richarlison and, and Calvert-Lewin in, in a two there. Um, I do think you're right. They struggled to get the ball into them. It, it was very evident on, on Sunday. I, I haven't watched enough of them this season to comment on other games, but um, there is a lack of quality in your midfield. Um, can, I, can I ask you a question, mm, Woods? Because mm. <clears throat> going back to Chelsea quickly, um, young Gilmore... Mm-hmm. Is um, Jorginho's place under third? 
Frank Lampard. Because Kovacic has been basically your best oh, player. Oh, yeah, he's been season. our best player and probably by this. Well, he is by distance. Jorginho's <laughs> form was really good, actually, at the start of the season, but he's dropped off drastically recently. Um, and it's probably just because of fatigue, again. Um, he's not particularly athletic, as we all know. Um, the fact that Gilmore can get about more than Jorginho will uh, be very apparent to Frank and how he wants his team to play. I think we might be watching the last four well, three months of uh, Jorginho's Chelsea's career here. Um, I think Frank will always pick players on form. I think he, that's what he likes to do. He rewards players with form. Obviously, uh, Gilmore's got two man of the match awards. He's unlikely to uh, relinquish that uh, that place on Sun uh, Saturday when we play Villa. And if he keeps playing like that, how is he going to get back in? Because Kovacic will come back in because he's, he's exceptional uh, and he does something that Jorginho can't, which is basically progress the ball from back to front. Uh, where Jorginho goes is a big question. Um, I think, obviously, the, 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 the most obvious choice is that he ends up going to, to Juventus uh, to go with his, his guy, Maurizio uh, Sarri. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, it's going it's to be It's strange because he won over the fans this year as he well, has, hasn't he? And the thing is, he has, like I said, at the start of the season, he, he played really well and he's still been playing okay in patches. I think this, you look at him a little bit and there's... It, he seems to tire quickly in games at the moment and then he's susceptible because he hasn't got athleticism on his side. He's very slight. Um, he feels like such a luxury player. Yeah, I, I imagine if you you think about that peak Barcelona team where you never lose the ball, right? Yeah. In that sort of team, he probably would thrive. And I think that there's games where Chelsea can play that as well against lesser teams. But, you know, teams have shown that when you're playing against... Um, the, the, the better teams they, they target him because they, they're capable of doing that mm. but in answer to your question I do not envision Jorginho playing at Chelsea next season we've got a lot of options in that midfield um, and I feel that it starts to get bloated with uh, Ruben coming back as well um, don't worry dude United have a million players in midfield next season it's great <laughs> yeah, so stock the midfield mate buying them as well, prevent yeah. Spurs from getting any that's what you need <laughs> yeah. you know well, they, they, um, they're a team that obviously have bought some midfielders um, that just don't like to move. Look, look how that's working out. Oh, <laughs> um, let's crack on. Because obviously we've finished talking about United and Chelsea, obviously the top four. Uh, race for Champions League football, we'll call it now, because it's, it might not be top four. And that's that's what I wanted to touch on. I still feel we Manchester United look in good place to finish fourth. I've, I've said this for, for quite a while, as you know, Mikey. Uh, we should probably put Chelsea fifth because I think Although I felt Leicester were coming back towards both United and Chelsea, and I still think there's a chance that both of them leapfrog Leicester. I still think there's there's time for that to happen. In the circumstance, say, Chelsea or Manchester United finish in that fifth spot, as we know right now, that's a European Champions League spot because of City's suspension. Mm-hmm. Pending Cass. That becomes a whole huge can of worms if it's one of those massive clubs that sit in fifth thinking that they're playing Champions League football with City trying to freeze a ban. Yeah. I that's going to be fascinating how that goes because you know, if if say for argument's sake it's United, that's that's a massive 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 decision for Cass to make with United looking over that and going, are you sure you're going to do that? I I I'll, what I want, I want us to win the Europa League and take it out. It look good and, and to just, it. That's we did it before. I think we've got a very favourable draw against Lask yeah. behind closed doors, which we're going to get to now, to we be fair, yeah, about it's, why it's, it's behind closed yeah. doors. Look, what's the day today? 10th. March. 10th. 10th of March. 
What I've heard about all year? Coronavirus. What doubles in size every fucking week? Coronavirus. Everywhere you look, it's coronavirus. You get on the tube, there's masks, coronavirus. You fucking put the news on, oh look, it's coronavirus. You look at the sporting events, oh look, coronavirus. Everything is coronavirus right now. Uh, My girlfriend thinks she has coronavirus right now because she sat next to someone last week who has now been struck off work due to having the coronavirus. So... You know, it, it, it's. I'm, I'm now famous because of the coronavirus. You're now well. famous due to the coronavirus. Yes, tell, I, tell, people, tell the people I, why. I've done some uh, some video footage with uh, a guy called Richard Richard Hubbard, who also listens to the podcast. There West Ham Hello. fan, poor bloke. Oh dear. Um, but yeah, we, uh, he's done. I think it's stock footage. Um, basically, just film me in various locations around London, uh, getting on the tube, etc. You know, with my mask on, and, and before you know, mate, I'm going global, mate. Well, where have you been pictured, Lee? Uh, in, in America. What was it again? PBS. PBS, right? Yeah. Yeah, big big boy now, mate. Woods is, I love how Woods is completely no-sold. Yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, and, and what? Uh, sorry, no. Uh, just Spurs are already 2 nil down. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, there, there should be a Spurs update. I was going to mention this before the, uh, for the pod sorry. started. That Two game isn't down. behind closed doors. It's, it's wild, mate. Um as I said to you at the start of this show, I, I've I've got three screens at work, so I've got my work screens, but on my my laptop screen to my to my left on my desk, I've got the BBC uh, feed for the coronavirus, uh, and all I see is just basically the racking up numbers of people with it, the racking up numbers for people dying from it, and it is it's a massive concern. Um, now it seems like the rest of Europe have kind of taken a a stronger stance, should we say, on. Um, their sporting events um italy had to um we know that italy outside of china is the worst hit uh i believe syria has been postponed now till april it does they've changed it haven't they yeah so they've i think they postponed all games until april which makes a lot of sense um because it's it's obviously so bad in the north of italy and that's where the majority of the teams actually play uh I believe the next two rounds of games in la liga are behind closed doors um and i believe in France, it's until the 15th of April behind closed doors. So they're obviously taking big steps. Uh, they don't want large groups of people because that's obviously how the disease spreads because one person may well not know they got it and now they're surrounded by 40,000 people uh, and it spreads and those people go see more people and that's how it spreads and that's how it spreads. However, in this country, um, we had Cheltenham today, um, 60,000 people at Cheltenham, all mingling amongst each other the fuck are we doing um it's because we've got a prime minister and i don't want to rag on him again but i'm going to um hasn't got a fucking clue what he's doing um he was on tv yesterday literally saying well maybe we just let it do what it's going to do uh like literally writing off and, and this is estimates by people there could be up to a hundred thousand people that die from this so he's basically like expendable absolute conservatives mate. absolute wanker of a human ah, jesus i fucking hate that guy but um, it seems that there's already been maybe in the background uh, discussions from the Cobra meeting with uh, the Premier League, with the Football League as to, look, we, we, we may well have to go behind closed doors. I think Pep's even said, look, it's going to have to happen. Um, and that obviously brings slight delight in the fact that Liverpool are going to lift the trophy in front of an empty stadium. <laughs> but in, uh, bad news, though, they could actually win it now at Goodison, can't they, I think? It requires City to lose a game. Okay. They've got Arsenal and Burnley. Please do not lose. Please do not lose. But yeah, but, and, but also no parade. There'll be no parade. Yeah, that's going to be tricky, isn't it? Um, I guess they could hold the parade off until the summer, uh, would be my guess on this. Um, it's 
it's it's obviously a disaster. I mean, when, when we talk about European football, um, we've got half the games behind closed doors, half of them not. I think by the time we get to kind of next week, it'll probably be all of these games. Then you've got obviously all the flights and everything that goes in it. It becomes an absolute nightmare to handle this. Um, and just, got, just out of interest, um, you mentioned with the Italy obviously being postponed with Juve, until right? April. When, when are they going to play these games? I don't know. Because the Euro's coming up. Because Juve got Leon next week. Don't know if that game's going ahead. Uh, they start the European Championships, is it three months in Rome? <laughs> is that going to happen? It's not, it's not going to happen. Like Euro 2020 at this moment has got a big question mark next to it. Yeah, absolutely. What, uh, people, what, people, I keep hearing like for sporting events like WrestleMania, for example, right? It's in Tampa Bay. There's been there's been an outbreak of it in Tampa Bay, right? And yeah, the W command said, oh no, it should be fine. How do you know that? Do you know what I mean? Like you we don't. can't. But the, you, do you know what it is, so mate? When your commander in chief is literally out there going, ah, it ain't a big deal. It'll just kind of meander. It's, it's no worse than flu. Don't worry about it. I've got to be careful here what I say, but there's uh, our CEO basically uh, said the same thing as what Donald Trump's been saying. Basically, oh, it's no worse than the flu. Nothing to worry about. He's It'll... tweeted about that. That's what he's literally put out to yeah. millions of fucking... Yeah, and, they, and they're all lapping up. I will share my story about my work at the moment. Um, every progressive company in the country, and indeed the world, have basically like put in place uh, working from home policies. So I know a couple of people that I've been talking to over the last couple of days, and it's like, look, if you have kids at home, work from home. If you have to get transport in, work from home. We're banning people from visiting, like visiting the office, external people. If you have to travel through zone one, work from home. If there's any way that you can work from home, we'll support you in doing that. Our office come out and said, working from home is now banned, basically, unless you have... What time to bring in a ban? It's just like, it's like are, you, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> the I, I snake in, pit, mate. I work in the snake pit. It's hilarious. And I hope people listen to it from that place on this show. Cause but they'll be Jesus nodding their Christ. head. Like, yeah, they'll all be nodding their heads unless the fucking yeah. Anyway, stupid um, cretins. The, 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 the issue is like it always is in anything in this world. It comes down to money. Yeah, People exactly. don't oh. want to lose money. I mean, we've got the uh, the the Olympics come up in the summer. Obviously, that's in China, which is uh, in, sorry, Japan. In Japan. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously next door to China, the big Asian population. But it's just it's just closed doors to do Olympics. with money. It's not uh, that'd be shit. I. I mean, if you're Japan, and it sucks because they've obviously invested billions. They will lose billions on this. Uh, and and really by all accounts, that's a real tricky one because of um, who someone was saying in our group about the, the, the TV rights and the sponsorship rights and everything that's all been done. Yeah. It's, it's like almost impossible to move it. So mm. they've got this. But the, the crazy thing is as well, is that you're going to have all these athletes coming in. They all live in a very tight community and it only takes one of them to get it and it's gone around that entire... And now you've got all like these athletes that have got it. Now, admittedly, from what we know so far, so far, is that they should be fine. They're young, healthy people. Um, it does seem that the virus is obviously... Uh, sadly taking the lives of those that are elder or obviously have um, illnesses that, that obviously is what's, uh, what's happening right now. So prime athletes should be fine. But we don't know, right? This thing could mutate. It could um, 
go a different way. And that's why we, we have to be a bit smarter than what we're being right now. Um, and as you said, it needs to come from the top down. And it does. At the moment, it's not going to happen. No, Don't because... you think it's ridiculous as well, just to go a little yeah. bit off here with the um, with the whole coronavirus, that they're not allowed to shake hands at the beginning of the game. No, oh, man, don't, don't get me started. End man. of the game, they're all over each other, hugging each other and... Swapping shirts and shit. Like... It's like... So the reason why obviously they don't want to ever. shake hands isn't because they've all got the coronavirus or anything like that, right? They want don't want to shake hands is because it's a big visual for everyone watching it. Remember, don't fucking shake hands. We're not doing that right Before now. Before we go and play this contact sport. Yes. Now that that's where the whole thing falls apart because like you say, they all touch each other then. Like you say, at full time it all looks ridiculous because they're all shaking hands, changing shirts, hugging each other. So but I kind of feel that what they're trying to make a point with that shaking hands thing is that they're trying to for you and i sitting at home going they're not shaking hands because we shouldn't be shaking hands right now because of this coronavirus spreading and we've been taught this via that way um yeah it's we've basically got at this moment in this country though a leader that doesn't know how to lead um he's waiting for it basically to escalate to a point where it's like oh shit probably should have done something um before before now Thing is as well, we're an island. It's, it's almost perfect if you want to quarantine yourself. Well, as well. yeah. I mean, ultimately, the, the, the thing is with all of this is well, it's, it literally happened a uh, hundred years ago. Uh, now, admittedly, the Spanish flu, which actually started in America, uh, was worse, and modern medicine was worse, and communications about the the virus was worse. So we're in a better place completely. But it just seems that we're just not really following the lessons learned from that. Welcome to the human race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I let's, mean, let's, let's crack on. Yes, let's do okay. that. Let's do that. In, 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 I don't know if it's happier news, the Premier League Hall of Fame is a thing. Inspired by us. Exactly. They, they took our idea and ran with it. Um, and instead of looking at, you know, we, we like, you know, we've got a very special Hall of Fame, <laughs> right? They, they've gone the, I don't know. Traditional route. The traditional route. Fine. Fine. Um, they're going to be inducting two members into the Hall of Fame this month, is it? Uh, that's right, mid-March. was. Uh, yes, uh, let's see. Right. Is it a ceremony in front of nobody now? Or? <laughs> I, I don't know how, what the, the, the plans were. I, I would have had to assume there was going to be some sort of ceremony with guests and everything going on. Otherwise, what's the point? Um, but whether that takes place now or not, I guess, is a question. Maybe not the right time to be doing something like this. Yeah. How, how, who, who decides? How does it all come about? Like, is it just. So, this is the Premier League. It's the Premier League only, this one. So, there is already an English Football Hall of Fame, I believe. Um, and that's got quite a few people that I believe have been inducted. And, uh, but the Premier League have decided that they want their own, which makes sense because the American. American. Oh, basically we're, we're turning the game American where we've got this obsession with numbers and stats and everything I'm trying to get the right word out but I can't um, Americanism? no Americanification that's what I'm trying to say but I, I can't okay, quite yeah. get the words together to to sound right um, and obviously all of the big uh, sports in America have their own Hall of Fame um, so makes sense people, people like to talk about who's the best all the time it's what we obviously have to deal with on Twitter where basically you've got Messi versus Ronaldo over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, but I like the idea. Look, I ain't kid. I, I like a Hall of Fame. That's why we've got our own Hall of Fame. Um, what I'd like from the Hall of Fame, though, is it not just to be, uh, here's a certificate to uh, players that are in the Hall of Fame. I'd like a building 
for the yeah. Premier League Hall of Fame. I want this to be a proper fucking thing. I want a building and I want damn busts of the players like Canton, Ohio for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I want these players immortalised in, yep. in, in, in bronze. And I want them to, to be a proper ceremony where people are going to be there uh, and they're going to be able to do a speech and talk about their careers, thank people, et cetera, et cetera. Like a proper event as opposed to just something where they're going to send a tweet going, first two inductees are these guys. Yeah, I know. So I do the Americans have a building then? So what is it? Fuck like yeah. A, is it like a tourist attraction? Yeah. yeah. Kenton, Ohio. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they've right, got the Rock okay. and Roll Hall of Fame. They've got all the Hall of Fames over Actually, there. That's true, yeah. That's so, what I want as well. I want a legitimate, I want a legitimate Hall of Fame. So is there, is there no news about this? Like a I've not heard anything about anything of this, which is why I'm a bit worried that it's literally just going to be, here's a certificate to these players um, and here's a tweet. Uh, Surely someone would notice a building being built or something. What's so. going on with the Millennium Dome right now? What's, what's happening there? <laughs> Good point. What is going on at the O2? Uh, the, it, where you put it, that's a question for debate. Uh, ultimately, what you do is let cities bid for it because it's a tourist attraction. Uh, like I said, the the NFL well, and West Ham will get it for free. <laughs> Brilliant. So we, I guess that actually makes sense. Is you build up some numbers first in your Hall of Fame, and then you open up a building and say, that right, here's our it. Hall of Fame. That might be it. It would be a bit weird having a Hall of Fame with just two busts. In it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you obviously the thing is with with that Hall of Fame, um, like in the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, they got um, shirts from uh, worn by players when they did something tremendous like a guy runs for a record number of yards they take they get that shirt that goes in the hall of fame the cleats from players that goes in the hall of fame a ball from an important game that goes in the hall of fame these sort of things things that people would go to this museum for uh, the only thing i would say that sports memorabilia in america is a lot different to in the uk it right? is but i want my fucking hall of fame I, like when i go in and I've got, I see basically the pantheon of legends that we've lived with. Because we, we, mm-hmm. we look, people don't, oh, football existed before 92. Not for us, it fucking didn't. All right? So we, we, we're that fortunate bunch that were literally born at the, 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 the right age where we know nothing but the Premier League. So these are our legends. They will be our lifetime legends. I want to go in there. I want to see the shirts from, um, you know, Blackburn Rovers in 95, Alan Shearer's shirt. I want to see uh, Eric Cantona's shirts. I want to see these shirts when I go in there. I want to see the busts of the greats, our greats. I want to see all of this. I don't want it just to be a damn list on Wikipedia. That's not what I want. I agree entirely. So I'm going to ask you both a question. Who would be your first two inductees? I... Oh, now, oh. so, so here's the thing with it because I feel that they need to get this right in again I'm going back to the American football I'm sure it is because it's the one I know the most out of America they have players obviously but they have coaches as well yep uh, and they also have broadcasters right yep. so that's the important thing you have kind of like things that matter to the game the game yeah it's, it's out there on the pitch but there's more to it we know that uh, my first two inductees would be Sir Alex Ferguson and Alan Shearer because you literally That's cannot mine write the history of the Premier League without those two people. Yeah, that's my two picks. Yeah, I, to be fair, I wasn't even thinking of a coach. I, I was thinking that they would probably go one one English, one foreign. And that's just that, fair because that, that may well be what they're going to do. Be the obvious one, I would imagine. So who are the two that you'd say, Lee? Sorry. So to say Alan Shearer and then Thierry Henry. Yeah, I mean, if you're going two players... They are the likely two you go with because... You, you, you two make sense. You, you, you definitely make sense. It has to be you. 
Sir Alex Ferguson. He's the most successful manager in English football, isn't he? Yeah. He is. Yeah. He is. And, and ultimately, I don't know if that's what they're going to do because I kind of can't help but feel that this has come literally out of nowhere and it's just going to be a tweet going, congratulations, Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry on your Hall of Fame inductee. Give them a round of applause via Twitter. Uh, give us a like yes, if you basically, agree. Yes, <laughs> if you agree with this. Like they, apparently, they're going to give the public a vote. No, no, fuck that. We're not doing public votes. Because they'll just be Liverpool players. Because, like, see match of the day goal of the fucking month. You it's just li- how it's done. You get the best of the best in terms of journalists. You also get football experts, right? The guys that played the game historically, people that actually understand this. And then the important thing is the inductees, when they come in, they then get to also vote on the guys that come in. That's how this works. Um, I, I just think they're going to make a ham sandwich of this, despite the fact they've literally got. This is what we should do because America's already doing it perfectly well. Um, I, I don't know if, if it's going to be a manager or a player. I've got a feeling that it's going to be two players. That's, that's my, my feeling. If Sir Alex Ferguson isn't the very first inductee, then they fucked it up before they've started. Yeah, basically. And <laughs> like, we'll, and what they we'll fucked do, it before they've started. What we'll do is we're going to basically have to create the proper Premier League Hall of Fame. Exactly. We're going to have to get some big fat sponsors somehow to be able to pay for, for the building and the, and the busts and buying all of the merchandise that we need to get. <laughs> Uh, but nonetheless, I, it has to happen. And, then, and then, then importantly, we open the bidding to cities around the country because it doesn't have to be in London. The important thing about this, Canton, Ohio, no one's going to Canton, Ohio on fucking no. holiday. And that's not happening. But people are going to Canton, Ohio because they want to go to the NFL or the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Thus, it can be anywhere in the country. And there you go. People are going to come to your place. Like, for example, Bridge End. Bridge End in, in Wales, admittedly. Bridge End in Wales, you're about to lose a Ford factory. Thus, you have no bloody money coming in there. Bid for this. <laughs> Buy the Premier League Hall of Fame. Now you've got people coming in. It's the only hope Burnley have got anyway. Um, <clears throat> right. Oh, wow, we're at the predictions, are we? We are. Wow, look at that. Look at this show that we've done for the first time in two weeks at Predictions, and we're 52 minutes into the so show. We, if we make this a quick rattle, mate, we can... We could, we could have the hour show. Nah, it's not happening, because we've got winners and chumps, mate. It's not going to happen. All right, let's aim for an hour five, right? So we've got basically about 13 minutes left, all right? This is the gauntlet I'm laying down to you two, you chatterboxes, yeah? <laughs> Talk to him. Hey. Dude, he's the reason people listen. Let's be, <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's be clear about this now. We ain't offering much. Um, right. Oh, we lost one valuable listener in Rob Swan because of Mr. Woods. Oh, he didn't cry off, did he? He's got to hear my bad. loser yet. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wednesday, the 11th of March, 2020. Manchester City hosts Arsenal. We should also point out we, we didn't do any predictions for last week, so we no, do apologise. Uh, but for this game, um, City needs to bounce back. Has Arteta got uh, Pep's number due to the old previous No, I think Man City bounced back. The lineup that Man City played against United was fucking appalling. Um, that defence was absolutely just abysmal. They will correct that for this game. And, and Arsenal were completely fucking lucky as well against West Ham. How they won that game? Oh, Same God, against yeah, like Everton yeah. as well. They, they should have been... Beaten. Well, what, what's Wood's been saying ever since Arteta got the job? I, I ain't seen it yet. <laughs> I ain't seen it yet. I ain't seen it. He ain't seen it yet, bro. Well, he ain't seen I it ain't... this game either, so yeah, it'd be City. The, thing, yeah, the, thing, the important well. thing with this is what you've got to remember is Pep Guardiola is a psycho. There ain't no way he's going to let Arteta get one over him on this. 
What's the classic line? He taught Arteta everything he knows, but he didn't teach him everything. Ah, there you go. It's important. Look, um, Arsenal have been bollocks. Um, City, apparently De Bruyne Bruyne is going to be fit for the game. Um, he obviously ran scared because he didn't want nothing to do with uh, Bruno Fernandes on, on Sunday but um, he probably fancies a bit of that Arsenal midfield I would say so I would say so Saturday half 12 kick off Watford Leicester back to winning ways for Leicester wasn't it and then again then again Villa team <laughs> oh, <bad>. <laughs> uh, that team is dead they're done uh, but I think this helps out Watford at home because they have a bit of steel in them and they still need, obviously, the points. Sure for me. I'm going to go Watford. Watford's Let's... form's tailed off big time recently, hasn't it? They could do with a bit of a... This kind of feels like oh, a game Liverpool. where they... <laughs> you know what, you're right. Yeah, I'm just completely <laughs> ignoring that because... Uh, we... Yeah, I don't know why I'm ignoring that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to take Watford uh, because I just I don't believe that Leicester have really kind of recovered. Cool. They do have a Vardy and Ndidi back, but yeah. I oh, good point, Ndidi is back, yeah. Bournemouth Palace, three o'clock kickoff. Game for the neutral. This, this, this sounds like a draw. It has to Jesus. be a draw. Sounds like it's got draw written all over it. Palace don't really score. They pick up the odd goal. Bournemouth don't really Bournemouth score. Bournemouth are leaky. one all, nil-nil. That's yeah, what, draw. That's how I see it. Draw. Draw. Give me... Palace. Oh, that, that's that's two result, two fixtures so far that have gone different to you boys. That's right, taking the chance. Um, Brighton Arsenal. Fucking hell, Lee. We're gonna no, look go like, Arsenal, we're, we're gonna look like mugs Brighton at the end shit. of the season, mate. The way that they're going. Brighton, yeah. yeah. Still playing nice football, though. They, nice they, they are. No, they don't. No, I know they don't. They do. Uh, you fucking watch wait, them. You talked about that game, mate, against what was it against Palace. They dominated, mate. Dominated. Oh no, no. It was awful. Quick it was predictions non-football. anyway. Draw. Arsenal. Arsenal. Right, Man City, Burnley. Man City. Yeah, yeah City. City. Okay. Newcastle, Sheffield United. Sheffield United. Yeah. Newcastle, don't oh, yeah, Of course Sheffield United. Sheffield United. Um, although unless... Glorious fucking crazy man, St. Maximo does something incredible. Didn't he, didn't he bag the winner this weekend, right? He did. Yeah. My boy. <laughs> what a man. Almiron got two in the cup game as well, didn't he? Yeah, they're playing some shit there, weren't they? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not discredit the goals here. I, t- I said he gets one, he becomes a goal machine. I need to find out how many he scored now this season. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to extrapolate. And I'm sure we're going to get to 30. The problem is they've got that Lazaro guy who's abysmal. Oh my god, he's so bad. Um, we've got Norwich, Southampton. Norwich. Ooh. Straight, uh, straight in with Norwich. Draw for me. I, I kind of feel that like <laughs> Norwich are this. They're so frustrating. I, it must be quite frustrating to be a, a Norwich fan actually because they play probably some of the better football in the league, um, and they just seem to just not take advantage of their moments. Um, and we got talking about this um, about players who could potentially leave Norwich and. The list is massive when you think of the players that they've got, which are likely to be to be poached in the summer. I, so, but I'm going to take Norwich. I think I think they'll they'll win at home. Um, they they they've got a better home record than what they have away. They've only won one away game this year. Do you know who those against? Everson. Yes. <laughs> um, 
so they're at home and I, I'm going to back them I'm going to back Norwich Man, I, I, I'm worried about this I've gone for a, a lot of different <laughs> results in you guys um, then we've got half five kickoff Aston Villa host Chelsea Bobby Gilmore and Co. Bobby Gilmore. <laughs> Chelsea tend to be the charity team for, for teams that are in a dreadful run of form. Villa are in a dreadful run of form. That being if, you said, lose to, if you lose to Villa, mate. That being said, I think we'll beat Villa. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Then we've got Sunday, two o'clock kickoff, West Ham Wolves. I'll take a uh, ooh, Europa Wolves. League. Mm. Yeah, I'm, ta- I'm take taking Wolves. Wolves, man. I'm taking Wolves. Wolves are a funny team. They really are. You notice how um, they've played a million games this season, right? Mm. Jose Mourinho's team are the one that are complaining that they're too tired. When they're, they're, I think several teams have played more games than Mourinho's team have, including Man United. Speaking of which, Spurs, Man United. I think we've got, we've got a score update. Oh, let me, uh, let me. Oh. Uh, I thought that was saying uh, speaking of which. 2-0 uh, no, <laughs> oh, still. Um, interestingly, I believe that Oli Saltshaw beat Pep and Jose in a week. Is that right early this yeah, season? Yeah, that's true, yeah. Is he about to do that again? Yes, he is. He is going into that shiny new, wonderful stadium where loads of people are going to want to play one day and he's going to go and then humble Jose, playing Jose Mourinho's brand of football. Manchester yeah, United. Yeah, we fucking do it, mate. They're, they're Spurs are shit. Yeah, United. And then, oh, and then, my friend. No. Mandalay football, <laughs> eight o'clock kickoff. Uh, Everton hosts Liverpool. No Alisson, though. No Alisson. He's injured. Confirmed injured for the game. Now, interestingly... doesn't matter, mate. They play kids and we still lost. Our predictions mean that Liverpool can't win the title on Monday. Yeah, and our predictions are definitely guaranteed to be... Absolutely. We've got a pretty good record this season of getting getting games right. Uh, I, I feel... I remember that Man City played Manchester United to win the title... Uh, was it? It wasn't last season. It was the season before, and they all got giddy, and then they didn't. Yeah. This has a feel about that as well. Mm. Um, that being said, if you play like you did last su- on, on Sunday, mate, um, Liverpool have tailed off. Um, you know, they'll be coming off a big game against Atleti as well. Mm. Um, the fact that they haven't got this uh, record to go for now, I think, doesn't help them, but. Everton or Everton and we're just shit in a derby we were shit last weekend maybe that's a good thing the fact that we were so shit that you know they're having to play in front of their own fans they're going to have to turn up but the furious Everton mob mate yeah. <laughs> exactly but I still feel Liverpool would just be too good for us because they've beat us with kids they've beaten us consecutively like over the last two three seasons so yeah Liverpool they're inevitable yeah Liverpool for me as well right now we're on to the fun part of the show Winners and chumps. Who wants to go first with a winner? Billy Gilmore. <laughs> Bobby Gilmore. Bobby Gilmore. Yeah, uh, we've already covered it, but yeah, kid's a bit special. Fair enough, Mr. Collard. Um, I'll go with. Um, I don't really have one. I haven't really thought of one. So off the top of my head, I'm going to give it to Ollie. Wow. Yeah. Mate, it's no, it's no easy feat beating doing a double over Pep Guardiola and a pretty decent City team. You know, maybe that back four was fucking Awful. shit, but um, but even so, you know they're beating them multiple times this season now, so that's that's great. So yeah, I'm gonna go for a Gallo. Um, <laughs> for holding up the ball for three minutes. Right, he comes on that pitch, mate. The Man United fan comes on that that punt that he brought down, fucking killjoy. 
right, to get from De Gea's long pass, which led to the McTominay goal, yeah? Joy. 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 What a man. What a signing. In your face, Mr. Collard. I bet you could use a bit of fucking Igalo up front now when you've got your anonymous DCL, yeah? Mate, DCL in Richarlison. Fuck off. Strikers are not our issue, mate. I take it you're Bruno Fernandes, mate, but, but I don't need a, uh, an Igalo. Oh, yeah, Bruno Fernandes is a guy that... Gave, no, mate, uh, Andre Gomez is a nice nutting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mate, uh, he's done what he's needed to do since he's come in and uh, he did what he needed to do when he came on at the weekend, you know, three or four minutes in and uh, to go and he's held up the ball. But uh, winner of the week, hmm... Yeah, he's my winner of the week. Yeah. And this is subjective, so whatever. <laughs> Loser of the week, I'll start with you, Lee. Uh, mine's just the, the Everton team. You know, the, <laughs> any, any of them that played on that pitch, you know, fucking disgraceful. So, yeah, that's just that's mine. Um, I feel like me and you are going to have the same one, Wood, so I'll let you just crack on. Um, the man that doesn't move. A man that Spurs fans were awfully giddy about. <laughs> they thought they were getting the second coming of Yaya Toure this season. <laughs> A man that had lit it up on the biggest stage. They spent £60 million on this man. A man that literally every photo I've seen of him, he is blowing out of his arse. <laughs> and Don Bele, mate. Jesus Christ. I don't he want to hear move, about it. He's, he's good on the ball. He is I good on the care, ball. I don't care, mate. I don't care. I reckon, I reckon Gaz is still good on the ball. I reckon he <laughs> rolled the ball into his feet. I bet he's still got it, mate. But ultimately... <laughs> He just doesn't fucking move. He had, because uh, Carragher covered this and he covered it really <laughs> well and I'm never going to do it any justice. But the fact that only the goalkeeper moved less than him, that's a disgrace, mate. And no wonder Jose lit it because he's, he, he's probably thinking, I've, I've tried everything uh, to this point and now you're going under the bus. And now we're going to see if basically what sort of character you've got. And I think I know the character we've got because he's French, which basically <laughs> means... Which basically means he's just going to basically sulk about it. Kid's going to sulk about woods it. Over it. <laughs> he's going to be like, he's going to get on the phone to his mate from the national team. He's going to go, you're right, this Jose guy's a proper wanker, isn't he? It's just, Apologies it's, to all our French listeners. Wow. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> No, I mean, ultimately, Car- as you said, Carragher nailed it, mate. It was it was shocking that you know, uh, as you said, what sixty odd million pound player, probably on shitloads of money a week, and he's Doesn't literally move. not moving. It's like so bad. Wow. So wow. bad. It's shocking. Cool. It, it must. I mean, what a season for Tottenham Hotspurs. What a I mean, season. I, I wasn't going to say him at all, by the way. It was just Jose, then, yeah. No. Oh right. I thought we were on the same page, Edwards. Oh, go on. Uh, Phil Foden. <laughs> oh, well, after after being man of the match the week before, he got shoved out on the wing and basically anonymous on the weekend. Ah, right? that's a shame, isn't it? Look, oh. harsh, mate. Why, why, why are you hating on Phil Foden? Don't like his little shaved eyebrow. It irritates me. Um, <laughs> that's the show, yeah. That is the show. One oh five, mate. One minute and five seconds. I'll take that. That was well done. Yeah. That was Woods, are you happy? We're still going I'm happy. I'm, I'm just currently actually looking through, uh, because the Hall of Fame got me interested, because I know there is a English Football Hall of Fame. And Which I've gonna... never heard of, by the way. Right. They, this, this is actually what the Hall of Fame should look like. They opened it in 2002. And I'm going to give you, because basically, instead of inducting two people, because as we said, pretty empty museum when you do that. This is who they inducted in 2002. Uh, Gordon Banks, George Best, Eric Cantona, John Charles, Bobby Charlton, Kenny Daglish, Dixie Dean, Peter Doherty, sorry, I'm just Duncan Edwards, Tom Finney, Paul Gascoigne, Jimmy Greaves, 
Johnny Haynes, Kevin Keegan, Dennis Law, Nat Lofthouse, Stanley Matthews, Bobby Moore, Bobby Robson, Peter Shilton, Billy Wright. I mean, that's that's literally the who's who of football history in this country, isn't it? Um, so we already have one of these probably. We already have one of these that's proper. So now, if they, the if they don't have any proper busts, though, I am not going to be happy. Um, they, I'm looking through this. It's been going since 2002. Um, so who's the recent inductees? In fact, yeah, who, just, was the, who was inducted last year? So Justin Fashion, who got inducted this year. Uh, Cyril Regis last year. Bob Re- so it seems it's not every year. There wasn't anyone in 2018. Frank Lampard and Stephen Gerrard both went in with Gary Speed in 2017. Can, can I ask a question in regards to the American versions? Like, are, are, the play, are they always dead? Or are they, are no. they usually alive? No, they, I think that... that it's always, I believe it's five years after they retire now. Um, so it, it goes in two ways. So you've got kind of the, the recent induction and then you've got kind of the, the more old-timey induction because uh, the way the Hall of Fame was, I think it probably opened up after, obviously, a lot of football was played. So what you try and do is uh, in, include the history that people probably don't have uh, much uh, knowledge about, but key people... Uh, where again, you just can't tell the story of uh, uh, pro football in America without them. So uh, it would be a case that five years after your retirement, so where are we now? 2020. So I don't know who retired in 2015, but for argument's sake, we'll go Stephen Gerrard. Uh, Stephen Gerrard's now eligible because it's five years after his retirement. He comes in in the, the recent one, and uh, probably if you were going to do it properly, you'd have someone say Bobby Moore as the uh, the guy for uh, more of the historical um, sense. So that's how they do it in America. It's pretty. It's because they do it okay. properly. Um, this looks like it should be the Hall of Fame. Um, we hear nothing about it. It's ridiculous. I want a building, man. And also, like they, in America, they do jackets, right? They do jackets. Yeah, they do the jackets. They do yeah. the jackets, or, or, or the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, they get rings. Um, yeah, the rings, yeah. So do something like that, please. Not, not as specific as in a tweet. No, <laughs> I want, I, I want something crazy though. I want there to be a building, but the only way to get round it is on a roller coaster. Or, or no, you'd have to like do something football related. Like you know, you have to hit the butt crossbar five times or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I missed. They've actually got. They've got a managerial wing as well Busby Clough Ferguson Paisley Ramsey and Shankly all got inducted in 2002 as well like it's already done why are we doing this again just just because pro- it's going to be the Premier League yeah, the greatest league in the world um, speaking of which last thing before we exit I told you about that Bobby Pires thing I watched yeah yes right and this is a question I wanted to pose because I posed this to you Lee right so when Bobby made his debut at Arsenal, um, he was told before his first game, bruv, you have been on the bench today because I can't remember who they played, but I need, I want you to, I want to see you watch the game because this is a bit different to what you're used to, right? And so Bobby's sat on the bench and he looks fucking angry. He's not very happy about being on the bench and he says as much in the, in the interview. And at halftime, he's like, fuck me, this looks absolutely horrendous. And apparently after the game, he, t- he goes up to... Uh, to Arsene Wenger and says I don't think I can do this because he basically watched 45 minutes of Patrick Vieira getting the shit kicked out of him and they had a highlights package of these tackles flying in and oh my god ridiculous some of the tackles they weren't even called as fouls were just I was sitting there I was like fuck me it was probably like you know Ben Thatcher and Could, I, Sean I was like my there. word and obviously Back then, it was a big thing. The English game is a lot different to the continental game. A lot different. You know, it's faster. It's aggressive. You can get away with more. You don't just blow the whistle every five minutes. 
I wanted to ask you two very, very quickly, give me like your initial thought and maybe we'll expand on it in a, in a future episode. How different is the Premier League now to other leagues, other top leagues around Europe? What is, what is the difference? Because back, back in the day, it was always, it's faster, more aggressive. Is that, does that still ring true? And if it does, is it still that level as it used to be? I give, think the gap's smaller. I'll give the example. Um, Ndombele, Jorginho. Two top players from their leagues, respectively. Came into the Premier League. Pace was too much for them. Too slow, yeah. Is the pace as pronounced as what it used to be? I think for those two leagues it is. I don't think necessarily... I think the Bundesliga plays a very similar sort of brand of football as well. So I think players that actually come over from, from Germany actually probably pick up the speed a lot more I just think that there's a lot of energy I think there's, it, the Premier League plays in such a way uh, that I just think the levels are higher I think there's a less of um, there's always that kind of thing it's less tactical but I mean it's not it's just that we just don't bore the pants off people fair fair I mean it took Bobby Perez six months to feel like he adjusted to life at Arsenal it took Fred bit longer yeah and yeah. this is this is it i mean ultimately i, I i'm ragging on and but you know that i was excited to see this guy play in the premier league he, he was one of the guys you that, gave him a glowing review i did i did like, i also I did like this to navigator as well i'm just the kiss of death on midfielders coming into the premier league but i feel that in dombele <laughs> providing jose isn't about to jose this guy um and it was an attempt to try and spark life and he's maybe gone into the dressing room put an arm around him and gone look i need more I need you to be more... I've just publicly murdered you in front of everyone you've ever known. <laughs> but don't I mean, worry, I'm here for I you. know, I know. Terrible I know. Uh, like um, old yeah, Jose dude, would have found a way to do this. I'm going to say the same thing I said when they signed on Don Bello. I'm a football manager player. I play a lot of football manager, man. I know who the best you players do. are in the world. I know who the best young players are in the world. I'd never fucking heard of this guy before they signed him. Come on. 60 million... Fuck off is what I'm saying there. Not for me, son. Go and take it back. Spend it on someone worth. What about Lacelso? Well, just out of interest, Mike. What about to say, the, like Jose? He plays a Lacelso and he also plays a Serge Aurier. Who are, I think they're both Bob. I think Serge Aurier is shit. He's garbage. Long as long as he's got the commitment and effort, he plays. Yeah. And Dombele obviously. Oh. Is, he basically <laughs> he's perfect for for, for Mourinho because he's got someone to pick on now. Exactly. He's got a scapegoat. There's a pretty big player. Well, he would have turned up and sat down in that dressing room day one and he would have looked around and he'd have gone, who's it going to be? And he would have gone, <laughs> oh, French midfielder, you say? <laughs> Got my guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not making it here, pal. You're like, it's a, oh, the water's too deep for you here, son, yeah? Um, anyway, right. We're out of here. It's been a pleasure to be back on your in your ear holes. Um, Jackson, if you're listening, you heard. Yeah. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on uh, oh, oh, everywhere, really. Downcast, Stitcher, Overcast. Is that another one? iTunes? I don't know. You can find us everywhere. We're everywhere. Come and speak to my man Woods on Twitter. He's been stirring the pot recently. It's been very amusing. My phone battery has suffered for it, though, I will say. And, uh, <laughs> and if you like Billy Gilmore as well, you're yeah, going to hear like about If you like Bobby her. Gilmore, mate, Jesus Christ. Um, to find Lee, well, you have to come and visit our house, I guess, but don't over the next couple of years because coronavirus, isn't it? Mate, you had such a great segue there for, like, you know, you'll find him in Jackson's pocket, you know, that would be perfect, oh, wouldn't it? Oh. Come on. Look, I'm nice Even to I, you, man. Literally, when you said that, I was like, you're going to go with the pocket here. I'm nice to you. Yeah. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. All right, we're out of here. 
Thank you for listening. Good night. Au revoir. Arrivederci. Sports Social Podcast Network.